It is Monday evening. It is a post AEW pay per view Monday. Uh, we're back again here on the Chair Shop Podcast to talk about AEW and a host of other things. I'm one of your hosts, Barry, joined as always by my ever dependable co host. First of all, the townie himself, Mr. Joe Towner. Good evening, everybody. I'm sure most people know it's because of the last name, but do you think when people think we call you Townie because you're like a city boy or something? Or do you think they uh, know it's just a name? I hope so. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'm a country bumpkin. You know, I love um, uh, <laughs> reaping, sowing, um, leaving fields fallow. I uh, love all that. Just, yeah. Taking your horse for a walk. Love that. that. Love that. Oh, he's like nay and stuff. <laughs> And also with us is uh, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, gents. We're back for another edition of the show. You know, we actually didn't have a, 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 a sort of a production meeting before this, but I, I, um, I'll kick things off straight away by posing you both a question. Okay. Uh, last we've, we've, we've done some heavy hitter AEW shows in the past where we've kicked off with the wrestling mm. You know, I will say that while I'm, I'm very interested to talk about it, I don't know if, if we need to kick off with the AEW this week. I don't know if 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 the news stemming from that show has gripped me to my core to uh, to chat about it off the top here. We maybe stick it at the end where we usually put the wrestling. I'm happy for for it to go at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's usual, okay. it's no they did. Uh, Brian Danielson did, but he did. I was about to say he didn't show up. He did show up, but he didn't. It's, it, they didn't have our Brian Danielson show up again. Well, so, you know. close, close. We'll get to that. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll kick off here with the usual life guff um, to kick things off this week. Uh, we are coming to you live on a Monday because I was away this weekend. Um, I went to. Beautiful County Mayo in the mm. west of Ireland, um, which was lovely. Uh, it was a, a, a gift to my uh, a girlfriend. We went to a beautiful hotel, very nice with a beautiful scenic view and, and a number of uh, spa treatments and whatnot. Proper little mm. uh, relaxing getaway. I think the main appeal of the, there was the whole lot of at the hotel other than its spa. It's one of those things where its main thing is its spa. Mm. So we went there. We uh, got massages. It was a very nice. It was a it was a massage and facial. So they gave you a little rub down, and then they rubbed your face, so that you felt all relaxed and exfoliated and all that. Um, I did have a first time ever occurrence during this massage. I've gotten many massages over the years. A boner? Big... No, no, no. Which I thankfully have never had during massage. Never had. Um, <laughs> I've thankfully never. never had in my life, sir. Um, <laughs> no, so we did thoughts. have a. Uh, uh, we did have a first time ever occurrence. So this was a let me tell you, this is a phenomenal massage. It was it was quite the bit of business. Um, <laughs> Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. Uh, these these all sound like euphemisms for sex, but I promise that there was no no nothing illegal happened during the course of this. Well, but, you said you had a massage and then they gave you a facial afterwards. This has been yeah. Really I mean, I was like that's what the I, beginning. That was the first. That was the first double entendre I was trying to avoid, but I uh, know it was it was really fantastic and it was a full body. So it was like you know shoulders and all this other stuff. And I was I was yeah, listing yeah. my work from home ailments when they asked what 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 my problems were. I was like, well, everything hurts, um, <laughs> uh, and specifically I was like my calves. And so yeah, they fucking went to town on the calves and stopped being a nice massage, and they fucking got stuck into those, which was really good. Is oh, what nice. I wanted, uh, but it was so thorough. 
and I felt so good during it, and I was so relaxed, which is of course the the goal. My girlfriend oh. did inform me that I I did a little snooze very <laughs> briefly and woke myself with a snore. Um, <laughs> um, I I. I didn't realize that happened until she pointed out to me. I, I kind of remembered hearing the snore and go, oh, that's embarrassing. Did my nose just get clogged or something? And then when she said that to me, I realized, oh, yeah, I like lost like the 30 seconds before that happened. I don't know. I briefly, so yeah, it was so good that I, I, I momentarily fell asleep and let out a sizable <laughs> during it, like I was the ultimate warrior. Um, <laughs> So that was that was good, um, but yeah. Other than that, it was a really wonderful uh, holiday. Um, uh, nice little break away. They had like a, they had like hot tubs, and it's like the west of Ireland on the River Moy, and it was fucking freezing cold because it's it's November. So it's like you're in a really cozy, warm hot tub, but you've got like the cold Irish breeze against your face. It was fucking amazing. It was so so good. You didn't uh, think pro- to get the twitch up, did you? while you're in the hot tub no i should have brought a little i mean you can do it on your phone i should have just you know what i mean just just for five minutes just to say i did it but uh, alas also the internet was also terrible oh, which uh, b- brings me to my to my next point which was uh i was like i, <laughs> I was like i tried signing into the old fight while i was there i was like Listen, you, know, <laughs> you couldn't stay away we'll uh we you know we'll be back in the hotel room by one for certain and anyway, we can fire it off watch half of the fridge, you know you never know yeah, the Kingston CM Punk you know uh, but it just wasn't happening I mean I'm not trying to besmirch the west of Ireland but not only there was the Wi-Fi shit but also the phone coverage was shit so it really was just it was like no you have to enjoy this for what it is uh, I was forced to do so by by the elements but um, I was kind of glad of it in the end it was it was a really fabulous weekend away from everything um, and then on the uh, the Sunday so I was like, all right, I literally put my phone on do not disturb on Saturday night because I didn't even I didn't want a YouTube recommendation or an email from like Fightville or something. So I got, yeah. uh, everyone reacts to Hangman Page winning. The, I didn't want any of that. I didn't want any. So I put it on do not disturb. And so uh, I we got up early and I was like, right, let's pack the bags. OK, let's get go. So, you know, we have breakfast this morning. But what we should do actually is have our bags ready to go so that we can just go for breakfast. Do you know what I mean? So we can just go home. You know what I mean? And we can just fucking watch this show. Um, but then, uh, Bruno wanted to go to the, uh, <laughs> I love um, that this, this was a present for your girlfriend and come the morning, you're rushing around. So you but, wait, no, but listen, but listen, I'm not even finished because I am the best boyfriend. I'll tell you why. Okay. 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 okay so, on. so we, we had a wonderful two nights there, all this great yeah. stuff. And then we went for our breakfast the next morning. Went to check out and all this other stuff. And, uh, Bruno wanted to go and see, the uh what's the full title of it the uh, the national irish museum i think it's called of country life is the full title of it mm-hmm. it's basically a it's a small but like very thorough very kind of interestingly researched um hotel on irish life basically in in rural ireland throughout history okay and the big thing she sold me on for this so i i could just kept referring to it as this is it's the place where you go to see a turnip carved like a, a jack-o'-lantern because that's what they used to do in ireland before we had pumpkins <laughs> so i kept saying the, the whole weekend just like so what time were we going to see the, the the turnip and she's like you're not going to see a turnip it's in a museum <laughs> it's like one thing in a massive museum and i was like all right what time are we leaving for the fucking turnip right so 
And I'm kind of like, again, I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to get home now and watch full year and all this other stuff. But, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go to the museum. It's fine. Checked out at 11. Um, just for those of you keeping score, just an update. Check in was at 4 p.m. on the first day and check out was at 11. I, I feel like I will have a 6 p.m. check in before I die. Uh, at some stage, I will there will be a check in and be like, get, we'll let you into your room at nine o'clock in the evening. And that's <laughs> like, I, it's just absolutely outrageous. Anyway, 11 o'clock was check out the next morning. We were out the door at half 10, had our breakfast, had our bags, good to go. Boom, out the door. And it was like, right, let's book this. Uh, we used to book a spot at the um, at the, the natural museum. I was like, great, let's do it. And she's like, oh, well, it- <laughs> is this story going to go to? There was some one of the people at the museum had a Kenny Omega t shirt on. And no, oh. but I, I, I did say, I was like, oh, it's, it's it would never happen nine times out of ten, but I'm going to, we're going to go into a pub and they're going to have the fucking replay on or something. And it's just going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be Adam Page with the bells. I was like, oh, anyway. So it was like, right, let's book. We, we were out the door like a shot, half past ten in the morning. We're like, let's, and I was like, uh, the, this museum in question, it was also in Mayo. So it's like, it was on our way home. Right, like, right, let's go. And so she booked it. I said, Oh, but um, it only opens at one, it opens at 1 p.m. And I was like, So, what are we gonna do in the west of Ireland for two and a half hours? Oh, no, while, while we wait for the and I, I was like, Well, we wait for the turn up thing to open. And she's like, It's not just the turn up, there's a museum. And so we went to Castle Bar, which is a nice little town in Mayo. It has, you know, some massive department stores and some little boutique shops. None of them were open because it was <laughs> half ten on a Sunday. So I was going past and it was like there was a GameStop there and there was a CEX. And I specifically wanted to go to CEX. I was like, oh, you know, because I'm doing my little – I'm trying to get into the old game collecting. I was like, they'll have a completely different collection of stuff to what they have back in Limerick. Couldn't go in. Had to kill an hour before we could go in there. Had to kill time in Duns because that was all that was open. Couldn't even – like, there wasn't even – like, it was just like killing time in Duns and Tesco to, oh, uh, to, to, to eventually be able to kill time in the CEX to eventually go and see the turn up. Anyway <laughs> – we did. How that. good was this turnip? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We're getting there. We're getting there. Like, like, like the Sunday in question. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, went into the um, CEX eventually. I did get myself a nice, some nice little scores. I'll say that much. I got the, uh, I got, I got the, the Futurama PS2 game, which is not easy to come by, um, uh, at a reasonable price. So that was good. I got that. We eventually, and I did actually. In that same town, while we were killing ta- killing time in the department stores, I did get a lot of Christmas gifts. So I was like, okay, I'm being productive here at the very least. Eventually, it was like, all right, we were looking at our, wa- our watches. I'm like, okay, if we start driving now, we'll get there for opening time. I was like, great. So we jump in the car. We go back. We make it to the, the hotel. The grounds are really lovely. Very nice. Like old-timey Irish house that wasn't open on this particular day, but you can go in usually, and it's a, you know, a preserved Irish house of a certain era. And then... Uh, we were still too early to get into the actual museum, so there was a little bit of waiting outside the entrance uh, for it to open. Um, all the while, I was just, you know, uh, just, just <laughs> staring off in space. No, I wasn't seething, but I was just like, uh, And then eventually, anyway, <laughs> they opened they opened this museum. And I do have to say, it was, it was really interesting. It was not, in fact, just a turn up on a windowsill. They had a bunch of, like, really cool, like, beautifully preserved, like, Civil War weaponry uh and and pre-irish war of independence weaponry and stuff like that like from rebels right. and 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 uh, uh royal irish constabulary and 
Um, they had tongs and other blacksmith tools from the they it looked like a forge from a fucking assassin's creed game at one part of it right. it was legitimately very very cool and, and very professionally put together as well i was shocked because it's in a tiny little to- a tiny little town a tiny little town it was not in it was not in joe's neck of the woods it was in a tiny little town called turlock in county mayo and it's one of those towns where i think that town's thing as best i'm aware of is just having this museum it's 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 not you know, it's not in a built-up massive, you know, Dublin cityscape. Uh, but it was beautiful. It was very, very interesting. And they had a very creepy section on Halloween, which did, in fact, feature a turnip that, honestly, I think you could use to scare little kids. It was – I don't know. So it's fan, it's really fantastically preserved. I don't know if they coat it in, like, salt or something like that to, to preserve it or what – or alcohol or what the, the process is. Well, Basically, oh it's carved – it's 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 yeah or you know some sawin magic uh is in it but basically it's in in the same way you would a pumpkin a lot of times it's a a little turtle with a face carved into it just two eye holes and a mouth but for something that i'm assuming was carved by children there's very intricate there's like teeth inside the mouth and they're way more accurate um uh than you would think i think i'm sure if you google um uh, Irish Jack-O-Lantern Turnip Museum. I'm sure it'll probably be the top result. How how, how many other things? I'm going to do that right now as I'm doing this. Uh, Irish Jack-O-Lantern Turnip Museum. Um, and let's see if it's the first image result. It's probably not. Yes, it is. Actually, it's, it's yeah. Um, it's fucking terrifying. You can see it there on Google Images. Um, it's much scarier than I was expecting. They also had a bunch of, like, from 100 years ago, children's masks made out of paper. Also very scary because it's little basic monster faces put on a piece of cl- piece of cloth that's older than my grandparents. Um, so anyway, it was really, really fantastic. But then once we got out of it, I was like, let's hit the road. And then it was two hours back to Limerick, and then I watched Full Gear, which was great. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, all in all, it was a fabulous weekend. Great to get away. I was off work today as well, which is an extra little bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was life guff for me. Um, what about you boys? What were you up to uh, while I was off gallivanting? Oh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Well, actually, not lots of stuff. One one main thing. Uh, so I started a new job today. Oh, <gasps> um, okay. I, wow. I, I, I didn't want to still pull thunder in the last couple of weeks because no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. He only that. no, he only gets a new job every ten years. I get one every twelve, <laughs> every 12 months, so it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, my last place was completely shit, so I'm glad I got out of there. It was right. a very toxic environment, and no one liked it, so I was out of there. Thank you very much. And um, I found a nice new company to work for, and yeah, I went actually went into the office today for the first well. I think I've been in twice in two years. <laughs> so this was like getting back to normality a little bit, like actually going into the office. And I'll probably be going in like three days a week. So it's not going to be back to the old routine, thank God. But um, yeah, it was nice to kind of get out and just um, see people and sort of, you know, have that feeling of coming home and being able yeah. to actually enjoy it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's good. And as part of, um, more important than all that, I've um, started um my most recent rewind of the xm shows and now this is something something i did when i started a previous job i thought you know what you know it's a bit it's a bit anxious starting a new job you got to get to know people get to know the job want to have something to look forward to when i'm on the way home so what you know what is really enjoyable and familiar 
nice bit of Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, Cole Pilkerton on mm. the radio from 20 years ago. Just like putting on an old sweater, you know. So yeah, I yeah. started listening to them. So I probably listen to one every day on the way home from uh, work. So that's the kind of exciting news of the week. Jobs and rewinds. And is the job something similar to what you were doing before? Or is it like a completely new sector? Oh, no. It's, oh, the, I mean, it's a completely different industry. But um, my... But the, job okay. is basically the same doing the same okay. thing just it's not a smaller company which i prefer because i'm not i don't like working in a big company you're dealing with so many different people and teams and stakeholders but yeah working in a smaller company is a bit easier for me but yeah it's good very nice congratulations on that Thank hopefully it goes well and that you're happy, which is always the most important thing. And enjoy the rewind also. Though, yeah, I suppose those those first couple of episodes, we're in the midst of their 20th anniversary, I guess. Yeah, well, I wanted to do the rewind. Uh, yeah, yeah tw- 2001, both the XFM shows and the original UK office, of course, debuted. Yeah. And I meant to do some kind of like anniversary rewind, but yeah, I guess this is yeah about the right time to do it. So. Well, that first episode, what we consider the first episode is 10th of november isn't it so it would have been five oh. days ago nearly nearly bang on mm. yeah and i know that the the what are known as the series zero shows are a point of controversy for you joe you don't listen to them right uh, as, as part of what you you do for your rewind the 98 show no yeah no 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 no, no, no. that's not that's that's i don't know what that is they're <laughs> all right they're not i don't hate them i don't dislike them i've listened to them and enjoyed them yeah. but they're not for me, it's well. All all in wasn't an AEW pay per view. It's the same same thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and and who watches that anymore? It's probably shit by comparison to the shows they do now. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I actually no, I never. Whenever, it's been a couple of years, but whenever I re-listen, I I, I skip those. Are the kind of thing I, I'm in a particular mood. I'll listen to them, but I'll never listen mm-hmm. to them as part of the rewind. It's just you know. It might as well no, I do. Show. I I do include them. I, I, I for the rewind for me is from. From tape one side A all the way up to uh, <laughs> learn English with Ricky Gervais, which for me canonically was like the last bastion yeah. of their work. Um, I haven't listened to them since 2019. Well, that was my uh, last last rewind when the, it, when it, when the forum when it was the uh, on the old the old Pilkipedia forum. Mm-hmm. Someone organized a, a rewind. That's the last time I took part. In that. See, yeah, yeah. They're surprisingly good, though. I still I thought they might date really badly, or I wouldn't find them funny anymore. But nope, love them. So, I found the same. Yeah, I remember timeless. in in 2013, I went on a big. I'm never listening to them again. Because yeah. to, back back then, I was listening to them. I would like finish and go immediately back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. find when when you take a year or two off, you can come back to them fresh and enjoy them. Because I on on the 2019 rewind, I I did quite enjoy them actually. Yeah. To a point, you you do reach a point uh, in the like audiobooks where it's oh, yeah. just forty minutes of oh, Carl, what if a lad stuck his dick in you? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just that for an hour. You're like this is this is enjoyable to listen to. This is it's just like a fucking inner circle top team promo, <laughs> pretty much. Cocks and fat people. Yeah, well, as we found out on the pay-per-view, the only thing worse than an Inner Circle American Top Team promo is an Inner Circle American Top Team match. Um, But as far as my week goes, uh, I was doing some bowling on Saturday. Um, One of Natty's cousins was having a birthday. Much younger. This this was not. 
an adult get together. This was like a kid's birthday, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, not kid, like it's like a, a young teenager. And uh, the thing with Brazilians, as you'll find out quickly, is that any time there's any birthday or really anything at the job of a hat sometimes <laughs> family get together is do be happening so i was told uh there's a birthday uh, uh louisa is is the girl's name Birth, uh, birthday was happening and there's bowling do you want to go and i was Ooh. like well i never turned down a, a good bowling so <laughs> i went along and um i've talked before on this podcast about my bowling prowess uh, as far as being an, an an Irish, like you see the Americans, they they take their bowling seriously. Ireland, not so much. It's definitely bowling is definitely seen as like a a thing you do on your twelfth birthday, uh, before <laughs> or after McDonald's. <laughs> wow! But I I love a bowl. I love a good a oh, good rolling. Yeah, smoke it up. Ro- rolling a ball down a lane and hitting some skittles. Um, this was not a good day for old Paul on the bowling. Um, we had the bumpers up because, as we said, there were amateurs playing, novices. But I scored a, a 106. And I'm I'm sure I've got a higher score than that with the bumpers down. Mm. I don't know what it was. Just my... Like, I, I, could, I could still get the ball. <laughs> this is like bog-standard bowling expectations. But I could still get the ball down the lane without hitting the bumpers. But every time, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be centered necessarily because you don't really want to hit a two central because then you just get ten seven ten spits the whole time so mine would be slightly off but i still i get like four would go down or five and i'm i'm using the heaviest ball and throwing it as hard as i can basically <laughs> after two weeks at the gym you know what i mean Fucking guns <laughs> are pumped, like five and then i'm like right i've hit the others and i'll get a spare at least then i just knock down two and i get a seven and then i say little tommy pipsqueak next to me with the push the ball down the little fucking loop-de-loo. And he's getting a strike. And I'm like, this isn't fair. I'm losing to a child. Anyway, I did get a strike towards the end. I did make the comeback and I did win. But it was not a good score. I was I was ashamed of my score. I thought I should have done much better. Um, And that's basically all. So. Yeah, it's all yeah. I, I definitely need to get a bit more practice in because I was real rusty. But... uh. It's no one's fault to put me on. Um, and speaking of, this isn't life good for this week necessarily, but Barry, you're talking about going to a nice spa, getting a nice mm. toe massage or whatever they do to you. Um, your boy is going to be going, your boy at Paul Griffin CSP is going to be going to a little holiday, Ooh. a little spa resort. There you go now. Getting my little back rubbed and all that. Falling That's asleep it. maybe, I don't know. Having a snore, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I snore while I'm awake sometimes, so <laughs> that'll be normal. But uh, I'm, it's, it'll be my first ever trip to a place like that, and it will be my first ever massage. I've never had one before. Okay. Uh, and the the only advice that I've been given is if they ask, like, and this is going to sound very euphemism as well, but if they ask, like, how hard do you want it? <laughs> you say, not very hard, please take it easy on me it's my first time be gentle so no i mean so some places have a checklist where it's literally (laughs) like very hard not very hard in the middle um okay uh most places in fact everyone i'm sure this is a standard all over the world 
there's a conversation before you let the person touch you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I I don't recall on my, but you can definitely say this is my first one. Go easy yeah. on me, chief. Yeah, um, let's take it easy out there, brother. You know, let's yeah. let's, let's, let's leave them wanting more. You know, um, <laughs> if they're too hard, do I get to get a receipt? Like, <laughs> you just get to get up and rub their shoulders for a little bit. See how you like it. Squeeze uh, the shoulders real hard. Yeah, um, I've basically just said medium basically every time. Uh, yeah, I'm just because I've never had one. I don't want to go in and be like, oh, here's here's gonna be a lovely massage, and then it's just they're like standing on me head and squeezing me cheeks too hard whatever i don't know but i just want to enjoy it you know for the first because it, it, it is decently expensive you know so i don't want to it's like when you go to a, re- a good restaurant i get i always get a nice steak because i want to enjoy it i find if you take a risk and you you don't enjoy it then you've wasted your money kind of home is for trying things restaurants are for having things you like yeah <laughs> yeah that's my safe. mantra um but that's all. That's all the life go for me. That that's going to be on the weekend of the eighth of January. Ah, okay. The same uh, day as Wrestle Kingdom Day Three or whatever the fuck it is. Ugh. Um. So I. That's a that's a Christmas present as well. Like basically, me and Natty have been kind of planning a little because we've not had a holiday in two years. Uh we've been planning for a little getaway, and I suggest this place and. We said, okay, well, that'll be part of our present to each other. Is we'll we'll split this trip away, and it'll be real. It'll be real nice. Anyway, let's get on with the various uh, leg les, les goofs, as the French say. Okay, let's. Uh, I've, let's jump into I've listened, the music. Though. Yeah, I've listened to some music as I as I do these days. This is actually a big week for music. There was a, quite a few new releases that I was interested to check out, and I've listened to two of them. Uh, the first one is a new release by Blur. Excuse me, by Blur and Gorillas head honcho Damon Alburn, uh, and it has the wankiest name for an album I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the name of the album is the near. Well, let me <clears throat> the nearer the fountain, um, more pure the stream flows. It's like a little Shakespeare. Maybe it is. Uh lifted oh, from like Othello or something but oh my god anyway it is it's very unlike blur and it's very unlike gorillas it's definitely alburn doing his own uh i'm a serious uh tom waits or leonard cohen style songwriter man yeah i'm no i'm no longer just an nft monkey now no um it's it's one of those albums uh I was trying to liken it to like what what would be a good analogy, like a good film analogy, and I couldn't quite come up with one. Um, because I find like as far as music goes, my music taste is not very well developed. You know, I don't I don't enjoy a, a good jazz album or a good symphony. I like, you know, as far as music goes, I like them MCU movies. <laughs> That's my music taste. <laughs> I think you're I think you're a bit harsh on yourself there, but yeah. okay. a bit of pop. I like a bit of Spice Girls. I like a bit of, and if I, and as far as rock and metal and hip hop goes, I like them to basically be as poppy as possible. I don't like hip hop that doesn't have a good beat behind it. I don't like metal that's too atonal. I like a, a a riff that or a hook that I can kind of get into. And so this album is a bit too far in that 
direction of being a bit too nebulous and a bit too tuneless. It it almost sounds a bit like modern Radiohead in a way. Um, there are a few good songs on it. There was definitely one towards the end. I think it's called like Particles, maybe that was actually really good. But a lot of it is 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 a bit discordant and a bit like with modern Radiohead. Uh, what if we just put a chord here that doesn't go at all with the key that the song is being played in? What if you just bang your hand down on the piano and that's the note that will build a song right. with? So it's a bit, it is a bit too jazzy for me. It is a bit too, um, it's like anti-pop basically. Um, but at the same time, I could appreciate that it, that is good. So like, it's not by no means a bad album, but I would say it's closer rather than using a film. Uh, can't even speak rather than using a film analogy i would say that this album is closer to something like going to an art gallery and looking at a painting and thinking oh this painting evokes a memory or evokes a feeling rather than it being like an album you would put on uh to enjoy you know or to, to nod your head to or to have on the background while you're doing something it's more of a I don't know, a cerebral album, maybe. Tone um, piece, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so not something that I really, I don't know whether I would even say enjoyed, but like something that I can appreciate is good, but is just not in my wheelhouse, you know? Um, which is fair enough, because he does that as well with Gorillas and Blur anyway. Uh, what was way more in my wheelhouse was the new Idols record, uh, which is called Crawler. Uh, so if people haven't heard of Idols, Idols are, uh, I think, a, a Mercury Award nominated uh, British like m- punk band, like a modern yeah. punk band. Yeah, punk, I think, is a favorite. They definitely give off very like Sex Pistols vibes, if Sex Pistols were around today and weren't massive twats. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really good. It's a really good punk album. Lots and lots of songs that I, I, I would just listen to once and Mark liked uh, on Spotify. Whereas usually I have to give an album a few listens. Usually my first listen, I don't mark any songs liked to any given album. I just listen to it, let it wash over me. And then maybe on the second or third, I start really deciding, okay, do I like this? Do I not like this? But this one was like immediate like, immediate like, immediate like, immediate like. Um, It's very quick paced. Like bass, you know, a song will kick in and it'll be and you know you're off to the races, you know. Uh great song titles as well. Like there's a song you, you look at the song list and you see, okay, there's a song coming up called King Snake. I know what I'm getting with that one. And uh and then you're not disappointed by it. So that was that was a, a very, very enjoyable album. One that I will uh, keep on rotation. Uh, as we come to the end of the year, and now as we come to the end of the year, I've I've started listening back to some of the other albums of the year, other albums that I've uh, talked about, because of course it's going to come to the point where I have to pick out one of them to be the best of the year, and uh, this is going to be up there. I'll say that much. So okay. I would definitely recommend Idols for those interested in a in a in rock or punk. And I, when I say punk, I don't mean pop punk. It's not a no. Blink one eighty two. It's not it's not that kind of punk. It's it's your classic seventies. I'm an angry man. I'm a, yeah. Fuck the system, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's you know, it's really, British really. rage against the machine. You know, kind of. Yeah, that's exactly uh, it. Yeah. 
Uh, Glad here is good though. Um, it's really good. Yeah, very very. Um, good. I don't think I've checked out the last few idols releases, but I do like them. They're quite good. Yeah, really really good. That's the music guff there from Polly G DJ Polly D J G P G D. You're listening to CSP FM. Anyway, CSPFM. Uh, all the guff that's good to talk about. Um, <laughs> all the guff all the time. Uh, the uh, We move on there from one guff to another to telly guff. Uh, I haven't really watched any telly this week. Uh, soldiering on with the old Banshee rewatch. Uh, what about you boys? What are you watching this week? Uh, we finished Why the Last Man, mm. um, which is a series I reviewed over the last couple of weeks um, about uh, basically a fella with a monkey. What is the last man on earth? Ah, okay. uh, and then all the women are in charge. And then finally, the, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. And But turns out it's not great. What? Even though, even though they always say, oh, if the women were in charge, it'd be great. And Thank Hang you, on. Disney, for putting Hang them in their place. Yeah, not so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we finished the show. I think it did kind of pick up a little bit in the last few episodes just because they actually started doing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like things started happening. Um, I started to enjoy some of the characters a little bit more. I think that maybe they kind of loosened up a bit and they're a bit more enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I think it's the kind of show I could have really enjoyed it because I do like that kind of post-apocalyptic you know gang of people traveling across the landscape type uh, show like I, that does appeal to me um but i just think a lot of the the character work and just a kind of lack of action and points meant i didn't enjoy it as much as i could have um but i think if they did if it did get picked up somewhere else um it's kind of in limbo at the moment it was cancelled by fx but yeah it could it could turn up somewhere else i think if it did i'd probably you know give it a go follow the kind of second season um i did actually already just read all of the plot on wikipedia to the graphic novels (laughs) (laughs) i already know what happens Uh, um yeah i'd maybe give it a go but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be longing for it but i'd be like oh that's the thing to watch when it comes back but yeah so i would i can't i can't wholeheartedly sort of recommend checking it out but if you've got nothing else to watch and you don't mind watching a one-off season that we have no real conclusion yeah, you know. I feel like I, I, it's just with Disney owning it, everyone's in the fucking arms race of let's what can we boot up and start again and stick another season onto for our streaming gimmicks. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we, uh, yeah, uh, got back to it again. I just learned like a couple of days ago. Apparently, they're bringing back Sex in the City or it's under a new name. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, you know, yeah. everything, everything comes back. Everything, but these days particularly, everything comes back. So yeah. I might give that a watch. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by the concept at the very least. Mm. Uh, the, the why the last man, not uh, Sex in the City, minus <laughs> the one we don't like. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a uh, why the last man. Anything else show this week? No, no, that was about it. That was about it. Then just Gilmore Girls, of course. Mm. How about you, Paul? I will follow you. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. I really want to get back to it. Um, 
Well, I want to start by talking about this Disney Plus Day quickly. Do you see any oh, of that? Any of you guys uh, see these Yeah, uh, it looked like a bunch of boring shit. Um, <laughs> I will probably watch the Spider-Man cartoon because I like Spider-Man and I like cartoons. Um, X-Men 97 is back, boys. Oh, so, yeah, sorry. How did I not? Yeah, that, that is also big and cool. Sheen. And then, all right, I'll just do Adam Partridge, but it's the X-Men theme song, right? And then Wolverine goes, Sheen. Oh, watch out, there's Storm. Oh, no, there's Jubilee. Don't really know what her power is. It's fireworks, I think. Oh, she's trying to find a fence. Oh, no. Yeah, well... That was really the only thing they announced that I really care about. Maybe maybe the Baymax cartoon looks cute as well. I, I do like a Baymax. Too. Yeah, yeah. But they they put out a trailer for what I think might end up being one of the worst films ever made. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw the trailer. It's it's for a film called Sneakerella. Oh, uh, I didn't want... I was just like, you know what? Cinderella, is- but he's a boy. Oh, he's real good at designing sneakers. What is it with America's fetish for sneakers lately they all oh, fucking lick licking a sneaker fucking putting your dick in a sneaker what is up for I, they love their they just have a pair of sneakers fucking wear them i don't that was that was one of the things that i looked at and uh, i think it was most of the stuff on this but that was one where i was like no, i can't even you, i can't even have a take on this this is obviously made for literal children is i know but you gotta watch the trailer it is so oh, i don't know it's it's, right. it's it's such a different world from what we it's almost like an, a sci-fi movie it's so weird i'm trying to i'm trying to limit my hate watching um, uh well if you're if you're gonna hate watch one thing this winter <laughs> the trailer for sneaker don't actually watch the film ever but watch the trailer just is think, it a film oh, or a series what? it's a film okay wow really okay it's cinderella but he's a boy and he makes sneakers and it's that instead oh, of a glass well. slipper is a sneaker yeah, I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't been done already, to be quite honest. Um, I know, but it it looks abysmal. Everything, I mean, I realize this is so old man yells at cloud. Everything just seemed like a reboot or a fucking character. You know him from this. Well, oh, buddy. And it's yeah. kind of like, I didn't even watch the full trailer, but I saw, oh, they put out a sneak peek of She-Hulk. I was like, all right, I don't even know that much about you. But I was like, okay, she's a different character, something completely new, a bit of a bit of a cult favorite. Booted it up, there's Mark Ruffalo. I was like, oh yeah, it has to be fuck. It has to. She has to talk to an Avenger at some fucking stage because you can't have a show where they don't. Well, he's the Hulk, to be fair. I don't give two fucking shits if he is <laughs> if he is Walt fucking Disney. To be quite he's, honest he, with you, he's he Hulk. He, he listen. I I like. I was just like. Can I, do we, does it have to constantly, what is it with Disney? I know they, I know they have made 10 trajillion, jillion dollars off of cinematic universes and Star Wars is way worse. Why does everything have to slot into a universe to somewhere on the timeline already? It's like, oh my God, can you just, can you just make a thing? Can you just make a thing? That's just a thing. And not a, and not a thing that connects to another thing. I realize it's She-Hulk. I mean, that's kind of, but like, I, I, oh man. I honestly think with, stuff like into the spider-verse and and to an extent the the spider-man movie that's coming up i think they're gonna eventually find themselves being a bit more open to alternative takes on on their characters rather than everything fitting into one unique story um 
But anyway, that's Disney talk. I think <laughs> post post the new Spider Man. I think the interesting thing is going to be will or will they be open? And I suppose this depends on whether or not they have they buddy up with Sony. Would they put out like alternating years, like different Spider Man movies that are that are just not connected at all? But like, listen, we're bringing back Tobey Maguire. We're doing Spider Man four, and then we're doing another Tom Holland one separately. And they're not all going to be fucking, but you know, intersecting. Yeah. You know, like because that's kind of what DC is doing. They're kind of like, here's a movie, and don't worry about it. It doesn't matter how it connects to the next one. I mean, I'd be more interested in like a Miles Morales movie. Or, oh well, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the 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 current Spider Man. Uh, you know, there's there, there's other ways to do it than again rehashing of of old of old stuff. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Um. Like I, we've talked about this before, and I think. Uh, to an extent, the way DC are doing it is the way to do it. Where where you have a Batman... Like the comic model. It's a Batman movie. It's not Ben Affleck. It's just a different Batman. And it's a different yeah. story. Great. Do yeah. that. Um, as far as TV goes, I watched an episode of Family Guy this week. <laughs> so let me tell you why before you come at me with torches and pickaxes, right? Um, I sat down this week to watch Nevermind the Buzzcocks, as I have been recently. Only to find there was no episode this week. Mm. Uh, there, it's a it's a series of nine that they've ordered. Mm. Seven have aired, and there's a Christmas special. But they just don't know when episode eight is going to air. So I thought I presumed it'd be this week, and this would be the final one. But it actually never aired. So I went to Disney Plus, and I said, "Right, what am I going to watch? I just need half an hour to kill. What am I going to watch?" And I said, "You know what, Family? I I will hold up my hand and say." Family Guy is one of the worst, maybe the worst, uh, of the cartoons currently still on the go. But I, I will maintain that Family Guy wa- was at one point good. Uh, I think its golden years were, were far shorter than The Simpsons. I, I would say that Family Guy was good maybe for like four seasons uh, before it descended into uh meanness it's, it's it's a very mean and very unfunny show and that's mm. just not for me but i think it was it was funny for the first four seasons so i went back to season I, i'm not doing a rewatch by the way this was literally just to kill some time for for 20 minutes i watched season one episode one uh death has a shadow i think the episode was called and um definitely funny bits in there uh, definitely bits that were not funny whatsoever. It, it definitely doesn't hold up as well as I thought it might. But there were some funny bits. There was there was some. Can you believe it? Some sharp comedy writing. Um, I'll give you an example. So the the plot of the episode is that Peter, um, he goes to a stag party and has promised Lois that he won't drink. Sounds like a Simpsons season one episode. Um. Mm-hmm. So it hard cuts to the party and Quagmire, who, again, one of the unfunniest characters <laughs> they ever yeah. came up with. Um, he goes, uh, let's play a game. And Peter goes, uh, what are we playing? Drink a beer. And Peter drinks the whole beer and goes, I win. What do I win? You win another beer. And he drinks the second beer. right? And he goes, I don't know about this Quagmire. Uh, I told Lois I wouldn't drink. I feel kind of bad. And he says, oh, don't feel that way, Peter. And he goes, oh, I didn't think about it that way. You're right. And I'm like, that's a that's a funny little joke. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. That's that's a cute little joke. And it, it's it's not meanness at some expense. It's just a joke, and it was funny. So uh, my my 
Family Guy Rewind is now completed. Uh, one episode of one. I went back and watched it. I kind of half liked it. <laughs> Not enough to continue watching. But uh, this is going to start a whole new rewind for you. No, definitely not. Um, and then MasterChef, The Professionals. It's that time of the year again. Except it, they have like a Gravity Falls style release schedule where it's like week one, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Week two, Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Week three, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And the Monday episode is like, has EastEnders in the middle of it. <laughs> it's eaten into my life. I can't plan my life anymore because there'll be a why, random... Why is it that way? Do you know why it is that way? Or No, I don't know. I have no idea. Is it pre- preempted by football or fucking... No, know. no, there's no football. There's nothing. It's just it's just that way. Um, so I watched your first few episodes. Uh, there was one on today that I haven't watched yet, but I'll uh, add it set to record, so I'll get to that eventually. But um, there you go. That is the TV for me. Okay. Um, I didn't watch much TV. I will say, actually, one thing we caught a little bit of in the hotel room, sort of between activities, we watched an unholy amount of four in a bed this week. <laughs> you love four in the bed. Four in a bed. I haven't talked about it in like a few months or maybe a year or two on this show. Got it. It is... Um, perhaps the greatest window of all time into the truly deranged British psyche. It is just eight absolute psychopaths who run BNBs, um, hanging out with each other for uh, uh, um, like a month and absolutely um, despising each other and trying to microaggression each other to death. Um, uh, this is if for those who don't recall it or don't know what this is. This is kind of like come dine with me, but it's B and B owners. They they go to each other's B and Bs and they critique each other's B and Bs and they give each other reviews. And they basically they, the big culmination of the competition is they can underpay people if they think basically I think your B and B is shit. You charged me a hundred <laughs> quid, but I'm giving you twenty. <laughs> Shove it up your hole, you know. And that's um, a three pound underpay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So can you explain to me? Uh, well within your rights well within your rights mate but uh can you explain to me why you underpaid me by three quid well it's just you know i went into the bathroom and um uh i mean the 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 lid hadn't been properly secured onto the toothpaste and i i personally wouldn't let that fly i think that's a recipe you could get some gunk on the surface it could be quite unpleasant something you get into the toothpaste uh right i i I respect your opinion mate i do i I think you're bang out of order right three quid for that yeah 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 i think you're having a effing laugh if i may say so right it's absolutely psychotic behavior and there was one woman right and she was like um uh, she was the most hoity-toity woman in the world um probably thinks climate change is a lot of old naff right because she goes um they're having dinner and she was she checked out her room and she wasn't quite impressed with the room and she's like the recycling bin in my room is quite unsightly um do you have that in every room is it um yes we do yeah you know it's, it's nice it's a small little thing and you know you, you put your recycling there and yeah is a very eco-conscious is like yeah well yeah because my my toilet wasn't very clean did you do you use um uh, that eco-friendly cleaning oh, material God. and they go yeah we do i think my toilet could have done with frankly a bit more bleach you need bleach oh, to get a no. toilet clean and so she's and then at the end of it she's marking them down and giving them 50 pence less for the recycling bin in a room like what is your thing about the recycling bin anyway absolutely unhinged people um that's all there's i'm sure there's 700 episodes of it on all four if anyone wants to watch that with a vpn but anyway 
Uh, we will uh, call that telly golf for now. We'll move in to movie golf. We've got quite a few. Oh, baby, we've got quite the eclectic mix of uh, films here. I did go to the theatre um, before we went to Mayo. I finally saw Dune, which was my first experience ever consuming any Dune media. I have not read the book. I have not seen any of the films. I have not. I do not. I have not perceived Dune in my life. Uh, with all that said, I thought it was quite good. I thought it was a uh, more, even more so than Blade Runner. I thought it was a really fantastic uh, foray into the blockbuster space for for Denis Villeneuve. I think he he slides into that 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 area quite well without compromising anything that makes his movies his movies. And the cast was great. I thought it looked spectacular. I thought it sounded spectacular, and I really liked it. And I realized, like, okay, I guess I like Dune. Then I guess I do. Um, a little bit tropey, but I realize it's also the source material is a book that inspired everything that made it a trope in cinema. So, you know, I can't really get too too down on Paul being a very generic uh, uh, chosen one. It's like, you know, he probably they probably invented that. Um, and I would have liked an ending after three hours, but um, can't win them all. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dune was all right. I, or no, it was more than all right. It was very good. I liked it. Um, that was my my one movie for the week. Uh, what about you, boys? What have you been watching? Uh, a couple of very light-hearted movies. So we watched uh, Enchanted, which is a 2008 Disney film uh, starring Amy Adams as a kind of archetypal animated Disney princess mm. who is sent into real-life Manhattan by the evil, her evil stepmother, played by Susan Sarandon. Um so it's kind of you know fish out of water. She's she's going around New York um, with the fella. What is the hunky one out of Grey's Anatomy? I don't know. I think he, I think that's who he is. Patrick Dempsey. I think it's him. Uh, a lot of them look the same to me. I can't tell all these Americans apart. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah I think it's him. And and so they you know they have a bit of a a, a, a meet cute in New York, and she's all very Disney and like everyone you need is love. And she's you know got. <laughs> She's got all the kind of animals, you know, helping her make a dress and all this stuff. And it's all, you know, it's very funny and it references a lot of Disney movies. And yeah, entertaining kind of a movie. And of course, they're doing a sequel to it on Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, 13, yeah. 13 years later, for all the kids that were dying for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> all the kids who loved it, who are now depressed uh, NFT owners who play Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, so a good a good movie though, a fun fun little family film. And then speaking of fun family films, we also uh, rewatched uh, the wonderful Mamma Mia, um, the the first one uh, with Meryl Streep in it, who is wonderful. Meryl, Meryl, oh, she's wonderful in that film. So fun, uh, singing's great, and just a very nice silly movie. Probably the sort of movie they should make more. Just singing, bit of romance, bit of comedy. Meryl Streep. You know, <laughs> yeah. box, box office success that's what that's what you've got yeah, there. movies yeah. movies yeah always, movies. Enjoy, always enjoy that uh yeah a couple, couple of good movies good stuff mamma mia oh nothing nothing off the new uh alba record maybe maybe they're making a third mamma mia that's maybe why ah. i'm pressured to put out some new <laughs> material yes get in there and sing your hearts out 
We used all the good ones up. Wait, wait, hang on, this the lyric you handed me. Who is Pierce Brosnan? Just sing the song. Just get in there. <laughs> uh, why is Pierce Brosnan look like the Colonel from KFC these days? <laughs> <laughs> um, so unfortunately, I watched the movie this week as well. Go on. No, what are you talking about? I bet it was great. Tell me about it. What was it? It was well. If I tell you it was the biggest Netflix release in history. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you're sounding grumpy, Paul. I mean, listen, who doesn't like watching movies? You go to the movies, you see some handsome people, they make jokes, they talk about it, you know, they have a laugh, they blood day, drive a car, it blows up. Um, you cheer, you hoot, you holler, you stuff your face. I mean, I, 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 everyone knows I'm a normie. I love the movies. I thought it was boring <laughs> and I left halfway through it. Tell me who's in this, what you watched and who's in this film. Well, the film is called A Red Notice, and Ooh, it stars like it, it stars the most charismatic actor in Hollywood, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I it's, love him. He was a wrestler when I was younger, and have you seen the thing he does with the eyebrow? It's fucking great. Yeah. And then he drew, have you ever seen the things where he's like, Kevin Hart, you're a little, oh, he's good. I love him. He's funny. Go on. Stars Hollywood's comedy sweetheart, Ryan Reynolds. He was Deadpool. Oh uh, wait! Did he? So did he go? Um, uh, it's great to be here, Rock. Uh, even though it's on Netflix. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan, no, don't say that. You can't say that. We're on Netflix. They're paying for this, right? Don't. Uh, no, Ryan, don't look at the camera, right? No. Oh my God, he's doing it. Oh, he's epic. I love him. He's so epic. I mean, the irony is that your delivery of that joke is exactly how Ryan Reynolds <laughs> delivers all his lines in the film. We, we can't talk like that, can we? <laughs> Oh my god! And then also, excuse me, also starring uh, that one of Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadot. Oh yeah, I you know it's just great when you go to the movies and like there's loads of brilliant actors around and they'll say something really cool and then the main person who's like the star who's paid the most goes, "What are you saying? I th- we sh- save the day? I think but yes." And they make $7 billion for saying that in that exact delivery. I think that's good. Well, I, I do like a strong female lead, Barry. I, I, <laughs> I like yes. one of them for some reason, but I do enjoy that. Um, so let me just say, first of all, that Red Notice is is the biggest Netflix release in the same way that I have a big release after a, a spicy meal. <laughs> um, my God, what a load of shit this was. Um so the rock right most charismatic likable actor he doesn't even try anymore he just is so boring um one of his one of his weakest performances he's ever given he just sleepwalks his way he knows that the rock performance cliche has has become flash that million dollar smile Mm -hmm. look intense every now and then and and he's just he's just all but having a good time, Michael. That's the Rock. Uh, he is. He doesn't even try anymore. He just gives the bare minimum. That's about it. Gal Gadot is seriously a preaching, uh, a preaching. Fucking hell! Is seriously approaching Arnold Schwarzenegger levels of. She has an American name, but a mad accent. <laughs> Uh, her character in this is called something like uh, Sarah Black. <laughs> and she's like uh, 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 she Ameri- <laughs> she's the least American sounding person in the entire film. And none of the film takes place in America. 
Um, and worst of all is little Ryan Reynolds. He he maybe is is is, and I'm being serious here. Forget Amelia Clark, forget Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, I I think Ryan Reynolds is seriously approaching, or seriously making a run for. Uh, the title of worst working actor in the world. Wow, uh, he is so bad. Um, he does that thing that he does in all his movies now, where he just plays Deadpool. That's his, that's him. That's his <laughs> trick. Yeah, it really is. Um, but it's like he his delivery is so like machine gun. It's like they wrote twice the number of jokes that was in like Free Guy. So he's like twice the amount of lines. He just says them really fast. And then there's moments where he's not being funny, where it's, you know, serious, emotional moments. And he just is outed as not a good actor. Yeah. I'm afraid to say. Uh, and like the performances are the biggest problem with the movie. The three lead performances are all in, in their own ways. Terrible. But also the plot is like complete nonsense uh, with one of the worst twists I've ever seen in a film, um, which I would love to go into in detail now. No. But someone out there is going to watch it. Yeah, I um, probably will for no reason. Um, I'll just allude to the fact that, like, we, you know, the film Rampage, yes. The Rock was also in with with George, the big white gorilla. Uh, that the original plan was like that. George was going to be killed. And The Rock was like, well, people go to see Dwayne Johnson movies for a good time and got the ending of the movie changed. Um, it's 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 similar to that where where there there is a twist that in in a good film would would uh cause you to feel uh, a certain way, maybe like a betrayal. You feel betrayed by this character. Um but in typical Dwayne The Rock Johnson fashion. People only go to see you have a good time, so so nothing really matters in the end. Is <laughs> kind of the point of the film. It's not quite a uh, Rise of Skywalker. C three PO has to give up his memories to save the day. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> okay, he just, gets him back. <laughs> just give his memories back. Don't worry about it. Even that emotional scene where he's like, "Goodbye, R two. Uh, just undo it. Fuck it. it doesn't matter." Um, the special effects for for a two hundred million dollar budget film are, are poorer than you might expect, and uh, and even yeah, the character motivations as well as performances are, are all over the place. Um, and there is a prison rape joke in it, which I didn't oh. know we were we were still doing in twenty twenty one. Who made that, Dwayne? Uh, no, I think it was Ryan. I think it was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay, ah, I, I didn't realize Dwayne would go that blue, but I would also expect him to. So Ryan, yeah, is, it's 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 uh, Dwayne. Early on in the film, Dwayne gets gets framed for a crime he did not commit, and he gets put in prison. And Ryan Reynolds is in there, and he goes, "Are you a top or a bottom?" Because he's sitting on the top bunk of the bed. Right? Uh, and he goes. He goes. Well, in prison, you usually find out one way or the other, or something like that. Like, oh, get it. You get raped. Rape <laughs> jokes are funny when they're about men. Mm, that's that's the point. Um, so I would highly avoid. What? I highly recommend people avoid Red Notice. Just so what, this is like a what a spy movie is it? It's a heist movie for all intents and purposes. Uh, okay. Although it features a, a total number of zero entertaining heists. <laughs> okay. Um, 
it's it, it it thinks it's like an Indiana Jones style globe trotting adventure, and you know this because at one point Reynolds Reynolds character uh, whistles the Indiana Jones theme. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but there's like no tomb robbing or really anything like that. Um, there's maybe a little bit towards the end, but it's very rote and very by the numbers. Um, God, it's just really boring for the most part. And if you have little tolerance for Ryan Reynolds, there's nothing for you in this movie. I can only imagine that people who really, really like Ryan Reynolds would get anything out of the film because it's just him doing that shtick for two hours. Well, I, I think that'll be enough for most people, really. And if you can't take Ryan Reynolds... Oh my god, you're gonna be wishing instead of watching the movie that you're being like punched in the balls by a dwarf or something. Because <laughs> honestly, that would be a better experience than watching uh Red Notice. Oh man, it sucked. Anyway, on to good stuff. Well, on to video games. Yeah, the well, the video games I played were good. Let's say that much. <laughs> okay. I wanna so, before we get to your games, I wanna pick Joe's brain here. Joe, okay. have, you, have you have you been the one playing Vice City this week? Guilty as charged. All right, so so talk me through this. So um, obviously the definitive editions of Grand Theft Auto came out this week. Yeah. Uh, I am playing San Andreas on the Xbox. That version is free on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten the other two yet. So I'm I'm curious to hear what what where are we at on Vice City. Well. But uh, whereas Barry played it for free, I plumped down me sixty quid like a fucking chump. Oh no! Um, to get I... the yeah, to get the game. Um, so I've got all three. Got them all. Got them all downloaded on the old Switch. I started with Vice City. Um, I didn't actually play it. I think it came was it on Thursday. It actually went live. Yeah. Some um, of you were playing it a little bit, and I saw I saw some of Barry's tweets about it, and and. I thought, ah, it's probably just Moni Barry moaning. Yeah, about, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the frame rate. Oh, the shadows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I, yeah, I popped it on. And actually, the first thing to say is in what's funny, in my memory or in my imagination, this is kind of what Vice City looks like anyway. Yes. It's only, it's only when I go back and play the originals that I realize how like rudimentary the graphics are, like really cartoony. But in my memory, like if you had literally put the game in and said, yeah, that's Vice City, I'd have, it would have taken me a while to notice that it wasn't just the original game. So that's the first thing to say. But yeah, I did. I, I'd say I'll probably play two or three hours of Vice City. I have to say, I haven't had any huge, huge problems to be honest, in terms of glitches. Um, I had one where I answered the payphone near the Washington Mall and it just sort of stuck. Like I was just stood at the, at the payphone and couldn't couldn't come out, couldn't hear the call, couldn't do anything. Had to just go back to the checkpoint. Um, that was the only kind of big glitch I've had. The other sort of less glitchy stuff is... Uh, I mean, people, you'll have seen the memes, but there's a bit of a disparity in terms of the the facial detail. So, for example, um, Tommy Vassetti has a very detailed kind of, you know, mo- sort of modern game face. You know, it looks very like a, a human face. But then he stood next to a character like uh, Ken uh, Rosenberg, who just has the old cartoony face. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you think, well, 
Ken, why aren't you asking Tommy why he's got that very strange human face? <laughs> why do I look like? I don't know. I was drawn. I look like he looks like a fucking Gary Vaynerchuk NFT image. That's what all the old characters look like. Whereas Tommy Vasetti looks like he's from GTA Five. Um, so that's a slight weird thing. And it could if they just made just just kept them all kind of equally detailed. You know what I mean? They could have made it Tommy's face less detailed and you wouldn't have noticed that kind of disparity. But anyway. Yeah, and apart from that, the only other thing is I, I did notice um, when you do drive at high speed, there's what I would call, and this is a technical term, some shuddering and juddering mm. um, when, when driving through at a very high speed. So, and that gets a little bit distracting um, when, you, when you're kind of doing a lot of driving. Um, yeah, but apart from that, um, nothing else kind of major for me yet. But again, I haven't played, I haven't played more than a few hours. Um, and I would say it does look nice, you know, you, when you do look at the backgrounds and stuff, it's, it's mainly that that has been improved, you know, the textures on the leaves and the, mm. you know, at night when the, the street lights and the headlights look, you know, really, really good. And some of the cars have been redesigned to be less sort of blocky and, uh, cartoony, but, um, yeah, it's a disappointment because it's such an easy win. I mean, all you got to do is take those old games, make the graphics slightly better. And I'd have been happy with it, really, even paying out all that money for those three old games. Um, but they have kind of dropped the ball. But uh, yeah. So what do you make? What have you thought? I know you've played a bit more San Andreas, it seems. but Yeah, uh, I think I'm about eight or nine hours in. Um, the funny thing is, I mean, despite all the the problems with it, and they are, they are numerous, and it does seem like San Andreas is the most um, affected I, I like I'm still having a decent amount of fun with it and I I yeah, feel yeah. like I'll probably finish it. I feel like I'll probably finish this version of it. Um and I, I did stream a bit earlier today and I did say on there I was like, I will probably finish this and I on launch day I was like, I'm so glad I didn't pay for this, and I'm still kinda glad I am. But I'm I'm kinda the more I play of it, the more I'm kinda like, you know what, I will probably like buy the set on sale at some stage. Yeah. Um yeah, San Andreas, look they've uh, it's kind of one of those things at a glance when you're driving down the street. I was about to say if you squint, I'm not going to exaggerate that much. When you're when you drive down the street at a glance, it does look better. There's a little bit of reflections off the cars. You know, the 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 shop fronts are way more uh, clear. You know, Rockstar they always have their wacky signage and goofy jokes and posters and fake movie posters. All that stuff is crystal clear now, and that's great. And all that stuff is is a nice positive. It, it tends to be just when you slow down and you look at things, and in particular when you go indoors, which is a much bigger thing in San Andreas than the previous two. Mm. You go indoors and it's just kind of like, again, they haven't like remade these games from the ground up. They're the same. The shell of the game is still the same. It's just like they've slapped a nice, nicer texture on the shop you're inside, basically. Yeah. Um, and it feels like they've used like... I don't know how to describe it, but like more modern lighting in a bit. It just feels like they've kind of shone a light on this game that was kind of ugly even in 2004. And they've said, what if we turn the brightness way up and just look at everything? And it, and and we we slapped a like 4K texture on this wall and you just look at it and go, that, that kind of looks too clear in a way because it just looks really jarring like you go into there's a like there's some shops in san andreas you can go into and they're like they're literally just corner stores you can go into and use the vending machine they're, they're very odd little inclusions um and they don't look like they would look in a modern game because you just have a man standing behind a, a, a table with a cash register on it because they didn't it's not some hyper realistic shopping center but it's got hyper realistic textures on it and so mm. it's just like this just looks weird. Everything about it looks weird. And they've made um, 
the, the real issue, I think, is some of the character models, some of the faces. You know, what you were describing about Rosenberg there, I think, rings a little true. There's mm. a discrepancy. Some characters are super detailed. Other characters are not. Um, there's a lot of very round faces that are just uh, two eyes and a mouth, like a little child's drawing um, with like a beard <laughs> slapped on top. It's really jarring. And then CJ, the main character, has tons of detail. You know, he's, he, yeah. he's the one you see the most. And then you go to the barber and it's like... You know, if you look at the, the 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 neighborhood barber from the first area, if you go back and look at the PS2 version, he's like this old guy, and the the dialogue is even about how old he is, and he's oh he can't cut hair anymore, he's he's so old. You go in, he's got gray hair and tons of wrinkles on his little PS2 face, and then you go in, and for some for some reason again, I don't know what the thought process is. They've just swapped it out for like a generic adult man with a beard, no wrinkles, no gray hair smoothed out again smooth they've kind of they've dusted off all the wrinkles it's almost like they thought he was wrinkled because the psu couldn't make him young i was like what what was the thought process behind making this this guy whose character is that he's old look less old i don't know it's very bizarre but ultimately i i think i think i'm having fun with it i i think i am having fun with it like i said i'm about nine or ten hours in um it's a shame i will say that it's a bit of a bummer it would be nice especially because um See, I'm playing on the Series S. It's in high definition, obviously, which the original games were not. And it's also running at 60 frames per second, which is bizarre to see any GTA game doing that because I have GTA 5 on the PS4 and it does not do that. Um, And San Andreas was really pushing the tech at the time and it, it absolutely did not run super fast so you 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 boot it up on the new xboxes and it's like silky smooth it's like wow i've never seen gta this way you get a little glimpse at it and you're like oh they could have they could have made this the coolest thing ever they could have and as it stands having put a, a couple of hours into it after getting over all the memes and all the crazy reactions as the dust settles, my kind of reaction on it is like these are like fine way to play these games now you know what i mean you don't have to. You don't have to do what I do and go and get the fucking PS2 and get a cable to hook it up to a modern TV. You can just buy it on your Xbox or your PS5 or your Switch, and it's fine. It's not great. They also did not get all the songs back, which is a pain. But again, like the overall experience, it's a pain. But I, I can't act like it's a bad soundtrack. I was playing San Andreas for like four hours today. It's a great soundtrack. It's nonstop bangers. It sucks that they have no Hellraiser or no Tupac, but. Um, I can't even say it's it's anything less than an excellent soundtrack. So um, it's one of those ones where it's kind of like the uh, the old analogy of the, you know even the worst pizza is okay. Mm. And I, I I think they've I think they've made a perfectly okay way to uh, to enjoy these games. It's funny neither of us have played three, and it kind of seems like three is the one that's that's gotten the best out of this. Oh really? Um, if I was complete guesswork, if I feel like it's also because there's three is also the most basic game. You don't go into a lot of shops. There's yeah. not the story was probably great at the time, but it's probably very primitive now. There's not a lot of talking. The characters kind of look goofy anyway by by mm-hmm. the standards of the time. So every time I look at a clip of that, it's like, oh, it doesn't have the same issue of, oh, when I go into San Andreas, I go into the burger restaurant and the fucking monstrosity behind the counter just looks completely deranged. It's like, well, in, in GTA, you don't really, do, three, you don't do any of that. You, yeah. just, you literally just drive around and shoot. That was the novelty in of it. In the dark as well. In, in the, the dark, dark yeah, dark, grimy. It's like, uh, it, it was never a particularly good New York impression they did in three. Mm. It's just a bunch of blocky skyscrapers. Um, so I'm curious to play that one, but yeah, that that'll be a uh, that'll be a sale purchase, I think. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see Joe how, 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 if you stick with it 
Um, mm. um, I, I, I said I will, but it's also a very long game. I could see one or both was falling off. We'll see what the uh, the staying power is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely finished Vice City, but I was my my original plan was the one hundred percent all three games, and I'm now thinking, nah. <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do that, I might as well go back to PC and just do it properly. Yes, yeah, I did. It's it's oh, well, actually, I was about to say it's not that hard because I I did um when I got the PC I'm currently recording on, I did buy San Andreas on Steam. And it was, a, it was a very straightforward process. It's like you don't even have to mod it. There's a program you can get that mm-hmm. basically just downgrades the the version. Right. And if you go back a few patches, it has the songs. But mm-hmm. when they put this fucking thing out, they took all that stuff off Steam. So now you can't even get the original, which is a bit of a, which is a bit of a ice cold move, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's uh, that's video game preservation for you. Um, Paul, you've been playing some games that came out after 2001, I believe. Yeah, um, I'm playing a little bit of Death Stranding. I tried to stream a bit of it today before uh, we started recording, but uh, the PlayStation wasn't having it for whatever reason. I um, we trying I was doing to use th- the the native the native PS4. Yeah, stuff. I was doing it through the PS4, mm. and uh, it was going for like six minutes, and then it was just like, oh, connection lost. But I was like, right. Because I'm still online. Because Death Stranding is, although not mandatorily so, is kind of a, 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 an online game. So I was like, "Well, I'm still online. I haven't lost my network connection, so I just boot the stream up again. Just go broadcast game again." Minute and a half later, same message pops up. I'm like, "Ah, fuck no. it. Let me just play the game then." So that was unfortunate, but uh, yeah, really, really enjoying it. I'm like maybe eleven, twelve hours in now. I uh, just spent the last hour building a road between two of my uh, two of my little uh, what do you call them like dispatch centers. Mm. Um, so the game, while it is for all intents and purposes a a walk through the terrain and deliver packages game, uh, there was a big happening ten hours in that really changed my perception of the game, and that happening was I found a big truck that I could put. <laughs> all of me stuff in and now i just drive it around so it's become even more of a typical uh it's almost like a driving simulator where i i i because i i spend most of my time now building roads and so i i i know i've okay i have my, my next delivery to make i'm on like delivery 28 or 29 out of 70 i think there's 70 total in the game story so i'm like a third of the way through the game probably but i just drive up I, I get my delivery, I throw it in the back of the truck, I drive it down the road to where I need to go, hop out, make the delivery, and drive back. So it's almost like um trucking simulator or one of those ones where I just slowly drive around the world now. Dropping off packages. But it's uh my god, it's so much fun. Um even when we started recording today, the first five minutes I was just secretly finishing off building a road that I'd been working on. <laughs> um because you the 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 way it, it it works is you have these like pylons where the road would be right, but there's no road, and you okay. go up to the pylon and it's like for this section of road, these are the uh, consumables you need. So you need one thousand uh, metal, you need whatever one thousand ceramics. So I hop in my truck, I drive back to the way center where I have all my stuff. Mm-hmm. I take out my 1,000 metal, which were you to carry, you'd have a three-story 
stack on your back. You'd be stumbling about. But instead, put it in the back of my truck, take out the ceramics, back of my truck, hop in, drive down the road, take it out, build a bit of the road. Okay, now I can get further. Because building the road, it's not just like um, tarmac on the floor making driving easier. It's literally, say there's really rough terrain with a river. The road is almost more like... uh, like a, a, a stacked highway you okay. might see. So you're just like driving over that terrain as if it wasn't even there. Cause you're like 10 feet off the ground on top of this, this road. Oh my God. It, yeah. Death Stranding since the beginning has been this weird experience where the story is super compelling, but the gameplay is, is very slow, but even so it's weirdly compelling as well. Uh, I don't know. The loop has just kind of dug its talons into me and I'm like, Never mind fast, exciting gameplay. I love slowly building roads. Now. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised to hear this, but but I mean, I'm intrigued. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know why, but it's just I've I, I've really got into it. I think it's just once you see uh, a bit of progress on your road, you're like, oh, I'm in too deep now. I need to finish this road, and then you're driving around in your little truck, and a song might come on, or in between cutscenes, uh, you might put a podcast on or something. It's a, it's a very good game for that, but also. Uh, I got a little like uh, bola gun. So previously, there's like while you're making your deliveries, there's these like uh, delivery bandits who are going to try and if they see you or scan you, they're going to start chasing you and attacking you. Okay. And previously, the only way to kind of hold them off was either be stealthy and not get noticed, or if you got noticed, try and kind of like evade their attacks and, and counter and and hit them and knock them out. Right. But now I've got a little gun that shoots like. Uh, um, like a, a bola is called, right? Uh, it's like an electric shock goes on like a string. No, no, no. It, it literally ties around them. Oh, 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 I know the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like two weighted balls on a string and you shoot that at them and it ties all around them and they fall over and you run over and kick them while they're down. <laughs> and that makes it a, a lot more fun, a lot easier. So I don't know. It's just some of the uh, the discoveries I've made in the last like two hours have really, even though I was enjoying the game before, they've really turned the game in my favor in terms of okay i like this mechanic i like my truck i like this um and i'm very i'm very protective of my truck now because i know if i if i steer badly and i fall off a cliff Mm. that truck is gone and i have you know 800 tons of stuff in the back of it now i can't take that anywhere i need to that'll take me five hours to slowly piecemeal carry out so i'm very protective i'm very careful there is um like motorbikes in it but i hate how they handle i don't like using the motorbikes at all but my little slow truck i absolutely love i have to give it a name or something but um can you name them or is that just something you're gonna do no it'll just be me it'll just be hey here's my here's me and little old girtle going down the road you know yeah um so that's really fun also um, even though I'm really enjoying Death Stranding, because it's such a slow experience, I do sometimes like to dip my toe into other stuff. So I have started playing a little old game called Fallout 3, which came out in 2008, uh, which is a game I've beaten already. I've beaten I was going to ask, you've, you've definitely beaten that before. I I've say. definitely beaten on the Xbox 360, what I used to own. Um, I was just in the mood for it. I don't know why. I've I've suddenly been hit by pangs of like nostalgia to play. I want to play 
Ocarina of Time Master Quest, uh, which is like the the mirror mode, change up the puzzles version of it, which is on the 3DS cartridge. But I know that I just beat that recently, so I don't want to play that again too soon. I might play that in like two years' time or so. Um, and I want to play Fallout, and I want to play Oblivion, and I want to play Skyrim again. And da, da, da. But Fallout 3 is the oldest one that I've kind of not replayed. So it seemed like a good as start point as any. So I've played like the first hour of it again, loving it. And then today, this uh, little Xbox showcase they had, they announced that uh, many of the original slash backwards compatible games on Xbox are being boosted up with increased frame rates mm. and uh, and HDR options and the like. So this is this is just coincidental that I started playing Fallout Three yesterday, and I turned it on today, and it's got like twice the frame rate, and it looks fantastic for a game that is graphically very ugly. Uh, yeah. which, is, which is both kind of a criticism, but also I, I, you know that's the art style. It, it 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 was it was almost one of the first games that popularized that kind of brownie gray post apocalyptic world that became very common with like Gears of War and games mm. like that. But honestly, with the increased frame rate, it it looks way better. the The world just moves obviously more smoothly but it, it does improve the feel of it i must say i was i was i only dipped my toe into it. i haven't like played it played it with the increased frame rate but the like minute or two i spent with it i was very impressed so the fact that they've added this to a lot of like xbox one games including i have it here in front of me fallout 3 fallout new vegas oblivion dragon age origins dead space 2 and 3 alan wake sonic generations as a guy who has has been and will continue to be uh, a person who uses the Xbox for for playing kind of games of that era, Banjo Kazooie and the like. Um, that's a that's a real big deal. Not only that, but uh, original Xbox games will have uh, their resolution increased by three times on Xbox Series S and four times on Series X. Jeez! So if you go back and play an original Xbox game, whether it's you know. Halo or, or something of the like, something of that era, you're going to be playing it now with four times the resolution that you would have been playing with yesterday. Um, and all, not only that, but added, finally added to the backwards compatible list and therefore to the Xbox Store, Time Splitters 2 and Time Splitters Future Perfect. Thank you. Were they added to the store as well? I believe. Yeah, I believe. Well, they're, they're backwards compatible, so I believe you can buy them digitally. Uh, they. Yeah, mostly there. No, there are some exceptions. There are some things that they are oh. like you have to have. Yeah, I can't remember. I went, the vast majority can be purchased. I went I mean. looking. I went looking somewhere. I can't. It was a very specific game. I can't remember what it was. Oh, you know what it was? It was fucking Batman: The Origins game, the Batman Origins, the Arkham Origins. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. backwards compatible. I was like, I've never played that. Lovely stuff. And they're like, No, it's not listed. If you have the disc and you have a Series X, you can put it in. Um, gotcha. so now I, now time splitters may be on there as well, but I would, I would not, uh, say for certain. You, you, yeah. You wouldn't count your chickens. Um, yeah. So that's the, um, uh, but yeah, I'm that's, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to look up right now. As do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, I always like those announcements basically every time Microsoft does a stream, like, Hey, there's more stuff coming to backwards compatible and we're boosting it. Um, uh, I can confirm mm-hmm. they are there. Excellent. Wow. Okay. For nine- 99 
that is fantastic. God, uh, that's with four times the resolution. <laughs> yeah, and those <laughs> were those sharp series? looking, fast running games back in the and day. They look, they look good at the time. They've they've got an art style that holds up. Yeah, uh, I've never played Future Perfect, so I might be purchasing that one. Very Future sure. Perfect, I mean, it's not the cult hit two is, but I recall Future Perfect being like as a single player well experience received. being the better kind of single player game. Hmm. Um, well, thank you, Microsoft, for being a company that is uh, cares about the consumers. Thumbs up. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I'm 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 interested to check some of those titles out as well myself. Yeah. And so, if you do have any of those games uh, installed, what you do is to make sure that the boosted frame rate or whatever is 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 on. You just hit the uh, it's not the start button, but the three line button, whatever that one's called, options button uh, on the main menu on the game. And from the manage game option, you can see if you have that box ticked or not. And You'll be in a world of smooth-ass games and upgraded resolutions, baby. And also, you can play new games if you'd want. I don't know why people would do that, but you can play like modern games on the Xbox as well, apparently. Anyway. Alrighty. Full gear. Full mother-effing gear. Did you boys yes. live and watch it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. Of course. How are you? How are you feeling? Close to, um, close to you know, main event time. Were, were the were the tired setting in? No, not too really. bad. It's funny when I when I stay up to watch WrestleMania, get very tired. When I stay up to watch AEW, <laughs> I feel even better. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to the kind of feeling of you know adrenaline or whatever when you're very excited for something upcoming. Yeah. That keeps you awake. Okay, instead of seven hours of shite. Oh, yeah, the way you out. So, what did you think of the show? I suppose uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, very good, very good. Uh, tough act to follow with All Out, um, but I think Bell to Bell may be as good, which is heavy praise indeed. I don't know if I'd quite go that far. Mm. I think it was. I think it was very good. I think almost every match, though, had something in it that felt a little bit too cute or a little bit too overthought or like nearly every match had something that I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. And if they had just kept it simple, if they just kept it simple. It could have been it could have been perfect. But there were little, little things throughout the show that irked me. But as you say, bell to bell, it was very good, with the exception of one match, which was absolutely dreadful. Uh, Which we'll, we will get to. We'll go through. <clears throat> excuse me. We'll go through here in in, in chronological order. MJF beat Darby Allen in the opener. I yeah. thought this was excellent, but I could not believe how much they kicked out of in this match. This was like simultaneously. The more they did, every time they kicked out, I was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking tremendous!" But I was also like, mm. "If I was watching this live, I would have had a sinking feeling in my gut that this this show is going to be as long as humanly possible," um, <laughs> because it was like this is the first match out, and it's also not a match I anticipated having so many near falls and and going for epic the way they did. And Jesus, they went for epic. I think that was one of the issues with the show overall that I had was too many of the matches went for epic rather than some of them knowing their place as yes middle of the card. I think, you know. do you think that's just because they only have the four pay-per-views a year? So it's like when you're Possibly. on a pay-per-view, you, because like MJF, like they even you know refer to it on commentary. Like he never wrestles. Like he basically just wrestles on pay-per-view now. 
Um, yeah. Some gig for him. Um, but uh, yeah, they went they went all out and they did 10 million things, but they were mostly very good, to be fair. Like the first four matches on the show all went about 20 minutes and all were main event, finisher kick out, high spot, da 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 da. And they're all individually good, but it's a bit fatiguing for sure. Yeah, I think all that was better in terms of the the match length. Um, mixing maybe up. match layout as well. Yeah, yeah. Like the structure of the show. This 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 one felt a bit heavy early on, and then you had towards the end uh, some shorter matches, some worse matches. You know. This is very good. I don't want to be, uh, you know, Brian Alvarez, but um, for for a feud that has been so personal, when they're doing the uh, the the arm drag exchanges and the the kip ups, there was a bit of me where I was like, okay, on one hand, I understand that not only is the feud very personal, but it's also about like that MJF is better than Darby, but also, you know. For all the, all the um, attacks on Darby and Darby with that running clothesline over the the barricade, I was expecting the beginning at least to be be a bit more brawly, a bit more. Mm. I don't know. It was a little too clean, almost. But there was a very very good match. Well, Dar- I, Darby did say he was going to come and wrestle him. I think that was yeah, the, yeah. He he wouldn't get into his head. You know, that, yeah. that's true. That is true. So I think they I, did explain it a little bit. But and yeah. I did really like the finish, I must say. Yeah, I, I really like this match. This is exactly... I, MJF, for me, I mean, he's a bit of a... You don't really think of him as the one going into a pay-per-view who's going to have the great match, but time and time again, he's been fantastic. Yeah. And I think he's getting to that point where you could see him having kind of main event, you know, world title matches, really good ones at that. So. My boy, MJF. Yeah, and I thought him getting the win might lead to him moving up the the pecking order as well. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd be a good little foil for Hangman down the road. And he beat him with the, he beat him with the sad headlock takeover. Just like he promised. Yeah. Although I don't really remember him promising that, but I'm sure he did. Yeah. I, I, they said it, on, they made sure to say it a lot on commentary. So I definitely knew when they did that finish, like, Oh, that's the thing. I don't remember him ever saying that, but he's also, he, you know, he's MJF. He talks a lot. He cuts a lot of promos. They do a lot of angles exactly. with him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, match uh, number two was yeah. Lucha Brothers defending the AEW titles against FTR. Right. Before we talk about the match, what was their entrance? Whose? Lucha Bros. The army, yeah. I did not understand that. I feel like... I feel like that was not even to be, that was like David Lynch directed that. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. I don't think it was supposed to be understood. Because they had like camo gear on, which also Inner Circle did later on, doubling up on that. But like, it was it supposed to be that September 11th was 20 years ago? Oh, because they, 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 they uh, I don't know, you tell me, what was, why was there army guys came out and then a bomb and then they came out dancing? I don't know. I really don't know because it's not like this was. This was like this is a war. It's like it's not even that kind of match. Like I, I was very confused. It felt like they they tried to get creative and follow up on the all out entrance, but um, I didn't at all. And then the match itself was was quite good. 
Um, yeah, but it was another one of those ones where I feel like every now and then we get a Lucha Brothers match where they're they're obviously both well, Phoenix is incredibly athletic. Penta can kind of match, you know, he can he can slot into those things quite well. He can do he can do some cool stuff. But sometimes they have matches where, first of all, they go quite long and they're quite ambitious, and things feel like they are like a step out of toe um, with certain opponent, opponents. And I felt like the, well, the TV match was way worse, the, the FTR Lucha Brothers match with the, with the goofy outfits. Yeah. This one was way better, and I thought it was good overall, but it did feel a little bit like, you know, FTR just in there with super fast Lucha guys doesn't really click for me. Mm-hmm. And then the finish was a bit a bit whiffed um not 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 necessarily the finish of the match but like even the was this the post-match where no it was sorry it was later on i'm getting mixed up with something later on here that also involved ftr which made no sense yeah there was uh, this was the finish where they tried to do the, the they put on the mask so stupid so, i did appreciate yeah. that they were hoisted by their own petard but it was so stupid hair goes out and he puts the mask on and the referee's like I don't know which one this is. I'm like, motherfucker, they have completely different bodies and there's a big, massive tuft of hair coming out of the back of him. Like, he's Ski Hotel Phantasma. You know what I mean? Like, like he's so much fucking hair and he looks so good because they are really starting to look different because the hair is getting quite bulky. Um, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a bit of a hoss. And so, but then the referee's like, well, guess he's a legal man. I'll count him. And so I did like that they were at least foils because they got too cute and their, their plan um, uh, backfired. But yeah, it was. It was. I hate whenever they do something like that, where the ref can't tell two wrestlers apart when they don't look alike. Um, I, I I almost thought it was gonna, you know, the the the, the mask would come off. He put take the mask off, and the ref would restart it. And the Lucha Bros were so distracted by thinking they've won that maybe they would get you know i thought it was gonna lead something and then they just won and that was it and I was, oh, yeah well i was i was kind of glad after all my bitching and moaning last month when they restarted the jericho match i i'm glad that he looked he looked because they even did a little thing where he looked at him and said oh that's not you and yeah and fdr were like complaining was like well tough shit you you put a mask on and deliberately tried to confuse sure. me and, and you mm. fuck you uh that's that's the way all those decisions should always be what was next uh, Daniel Bryan, if you ask JR. Oh my uh, god, JR had the worst fucking night. He was so bad. He was so bad. Tony at one point goes, Daniel. Uh. He really stopped uh, himself. But he couldn't remember. He said, Is it Daniel? Daniel? And Excalibur had to go, Oh, Brian Daniel's like, Just write it down on a paper. <laughs> no, fire him is the solution. Uh, for JR because like JR did it once early in the match he was like and Daniel Bryan and he's like oh excuse me I did it yeah I know uh, Bryan Denson and then he did it like twice more in the same match I'm like <laughs> he also during the opener he said oh MJF from Derby two of the four pillows of AEW I'm like two of the what Jim oh no too oh, many too much no. you're gonna hurt your neck stacking it up that high uh, uh, you're not gonna get a good night's sleep if you four God. pillows Jim <laughs> Oh, he was terrible. And he and again doing the thing where not doing a good job of trying to make it sound like kayfabe when he says the heels are getting you know taking advantage of the ref and just going if the ref fucking by the way he's just they're cheating you dumb fuck you know um uh, I don't know what the rules are I mean people are just coming in and out and doing moves or whatever you know um just being like, like well, he he can go months on end without complaining about the tag stuff 
and then every now and then he'll just he'll just go back to it and just be like, "This is fucking stupid." At least he's not doing the uh, giving out about pinfalls that they seem to be doing every week for about a year at the beginning. Miro not quite holding Danielson's uh, left shoulder down there, uh, Excalibur. Ah. Anyway, this match was really good. Um, maybe my favorite of the evening. Really, I'm kind of I I was a teensy bit disappointed. Yeah. No, I, I like to lie. I, I, all I would say is that the the spinning DDT at the very end, kind of, he didn't get all of it. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I thought it was very good because it was kept simple. It was it was what I wanted it to be. Big Miro, battering Danielson, Danielson coming back, battering him. Yeah, that's what I wanted. It was definitely good. It was definitely really good. Um, Miro is just tremendous. I mean. Um, I love this one, and I was kind of, I was kind of hoping he would lose as well because, because like his promos have been so good, and then oh, he like his stuff on Dynamite after he got into this match, he was like, "God, hello, oh, we're back, are we back?" And now he's going to be angry again. It's great. Are you fucking? With why, you? why did you tease me? He's going, he's Job. He's going to be Job. <laughs> Um, well, he did the job in this match. He did. The- <laughs> that's, that, that's why they call him that. That's where, that's where Job got yeah. that name. Yeah. Um, job Squad. The original Job. <laughs> the Job Squad. <laughs> oh, very good. But yes, this was uh, this was quite great. Yeah. Uh, and Brian Danielson is the number one contender for uh, Dan O'Brien, number one contender for the fucking WCW. Uh, AWA mid-south title author. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, take me up to the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, I was th- I was thinking over this. What was Miro have any chance of winning? But I think Danielson uh, obviously was the right choice because they've been pushing so hard. But also, it kind of made the main event less predictable. Whereas if Miro had won, yes. It would have been, you know, Miro Omega is not necessarily going to happen. But Danielson made it like, oh, they've kind of been pushing Harry Danielson Omega. So there's a chance Omega could still, you know, defend. So that, that made it exciting for later on. Uh, what did you make of the super click against Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy? Mm, that's a lot of fun. Crazy, crazy brawl. Yeah, I do like a crazy brawl. Um, I I am a sucker for a a ninety nine Attitude Era style hardcore match. Went a little bit long for my taste. Yeah. they were up, they were yeah. up on the ramp for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, like the entire final act was epic. You know the the <laughs> the, the the whole yeah. I I it's it's a weird little bugbear for me, but it just these matches and they've done a few of them now. They do feel like the young bucks like channeling the PWG peak. Yeah when they would do these just crazy brawls and they'd throw people over the bar and they'd be they, where they started doing all the thumbtack stuff. And it's just, it's just a simple reality of getting big. It's just, it's, you know, it's not quite as good in a, in it as it is in a tiny room where people want to take a swing at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a great version of that. And I think they all worked really hard and they killed themselves and, and, and they did loads of cool moves. Surprised to see Jungle Boy get the win, but I, I was talking to someone about this earlier. I think, Unless there's a really massive dearth in star power or there's a very specific angle, I think AEW does like to have the faces come out on top more often than not at the end of an angle. 
I don't think they would have liked to have Jungle Boy lose here, even though I would have thought that was perfectly believable. If I was betting on it, I probably would have bet on on the Elite. Yeah, just a little too long for me. Like they said, this was the longest match at that point. It was longer than Darby, Allen. Was it really? Wow. Because MJF was longer than Danielson, Miro. 22-20. Like this could have gone 15 for the kind of match it was. I would have been very... Yes. Like seven minutes shorter than it was. Um, um. Yeah, Luchasaurus did a shooting star press, which was absolutely oh my god, mental my god. to look at. Absolutely bizarre, and like, like you know, I'm not the biggest Luchasaurus fan, um, but like that was bonkers yeah. in jeans as well. When he came out in jeans, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy in jeans is going to be just brutal. <laughs> but he, he, he should have had a denim mask on as well. Oh, that'd be great. That, that sounds like the know. most uncomfortable thing in the world. Yeah, it would just have to be. The whole thing wouldn't need to be made of denim, but uh, yeah, the kind of match that would have been really good, as you say, in a small, like maybe a, like an OTT show that we used to go yes. to. That would have been like, that kind of match for that would have worked. Where it's all oh, the final all over the place, but I don't know. Just it, it never, it never fully clicked for me. This one, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but uh, um, and it certainly wasn't the worst brawl, hardcore brawl of the night. God, you're really you're gearing up for, for a certain match. You obviously don't have <laughs> on this, but we won't, we won't get there just yet. Uh, anyway, before we get to that, we had the uh, uh, top of the second hour Monday Night Raw tag match here. Yeah. With uh, two teams of unlikely partners, uh, Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, they were both doing the blind, aggressive blind tag thing. Um I give it, I'll give AEW a little bit of leeway. They never do this. This they don't do every week. They don't do can they coexist? But yeah, the strange bedfellows. But nonetheless, I was pretty bored of this after about the first couple of tags, and I was like, I I, I don't care. And this was again we talking about the length. Um, this and the upcoming match that Paul is going to slate um, <laughs> both felt like. Uh, this felt like it could have been a dynamite main event, and that one felt like it could have been a rampage main event. The I, I was like, chop these forty minutes off the pay per view. Boom, we're laughing, and you lose nothing from the pay per view. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I thought the match itself was okay. Yeah, um, but given how heavily Malachi Andrade have been featured recently, it felt like a bit of an anticlimax in. In whatever the 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 thought of building them up, it didn't feel like it achieved any any real progression for them, you know. Mm. And the fact that they lost as well to Cody Rhodes and uh, Pack. I was hoping. Sorry, go on, go on. I was just hoping that the new the new hot team of or the team of new hot stars would win. Mm. Um, but a loss feels like a step backwards for them. If, if this had been on Dynamite, I probably would have started forwarding through it because uh, I was just very bored by this match. This was this was not as good as the pre-show tag team match between the women, I don't think. Not no. for me, anyway. I, oh, I didn't watch that. It was that good? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, better than this, anyway. Mm. Well, I, I will I will say the, the star of the match for me, as he has been recently, was Andrade. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's motivated, he's real fucking good. Yes, absolutely. When he does, although he didn't do my current, in inverted quotes, favorite move in wrestling. Uh, he did do that DDT on the apron spot that he does, which always looks great. But uh, my favorite move in wrestling at the moment is Andrade's uh, kick fake into a spinning back elbow. 
Yes. Which always looks tremendous and looks like he's fucking fucking people up. He did not do that in this match. I was very disappointed. Mm. But another another strong Andrade performance. Malachi, Pack, and Cody were a bit more understated, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the Cody stuff is. I think it's kind of cool to have something on. You know, it's always nice to. Or nice is the wrong word, but it's like a pro wrestling staple that you have a face that everyone hates and boos. And I think they know when they're leaning into it. But I'm, I'm just kind of over. I'm like, what's the end game? Like, what are you, to do? What is he going to put someone over at the end? I guess you could say Malachi Black. He's he's helped, which he has. I mean, to be fair, he has. But um, I'm sort of ready to move on from that. Yeah. Britt Baker, Ty Conti up next. I thought by the end of this, they they pulled it together. And this was a match where, kind of like the main event, I was shocked at some of the stuff they were kicking out at. Not even necessarily in a bad way. I was just like, well, Jesus, they are going hell for leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. First half of this, a- I thought, Britt Baker looked like the worst professional wrestler on the face <laughs> of the planet. I don't know what was wrong with her. I don't know if it was just a bad night, which does happen. Doesn't I'm not saying she is terrible. I love Britt Baker. I think she's really, really good. I thought the first half of this match was so ropey. Um, and the crowd who well, were great all night were dead, except for the, the brief little bits where Conti would try to come back. Um, was all she did seem like I don't know if she got knocked loopy or what, but there was, a, there was a moment where she didn't know where she was or what she was doing before she did the big moonsault to the outside. Time stopped for like a few minutes where Britt was on the outside and Ty was like sitting in the far corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually quite enjoyed the match. I uh, did as well. Towards the end, it got it got quite good. Um, one of those nice matches where you can tell it meant a lot to to, to tie. Even though you know it, it's like I I was watching this with Brona and she was like, "Is she gonna beat Britt Baker?" I was like, "No, definitely no. not. One hundred percent. Put the rent money on it. Absolutely <laughs> not." Um, yeah, she's not quite there yet. She's not quite but, there uh, yet, but I think it's uh, it was a really good performance, and I think she's been a little bit of a a, a low key success story for 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 AEW. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I, I like I like the look as well coming out with the, the jewel flag and the paint, the face paint. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. Um, then we had before the next match. Can I just add? Was oh. was, was Reba on the sesh the previous night? She had no. Voice. Oh, she is the best. She's so funny, but she had no voice at all. I don't know what she was up to. <laughs> she was obviously that, like in a match or something, going crazy. Um, but she. Was, we then had. Hmm. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but your boy predicted shorts were coming. Oh. Your boy said what. Is CM Punk going to wear when he first appears? I think he should wear his shorts. I think he should wear them shorts he wears. You're welcome. Mm. I manifested it. I made, Well, they weren't the exact they weren't, they weren't basketball shorts. They weren't they basketball. Like, they, oh, were, they were like boxer shorts. Yeah, they're like Muay Thai. Ooh, Muay. No, bo- boxer shorts like, go up to your right nipples there. and down to your shins. Like. <laughs> okay. Um, they were like, Muay, they're like the ones that sometimes Alistair Black wears. Kickboxer, man. Malachi Black. Yeah, yeah kickboxer. I thought they looked great compared to yeah, uh, yeah, much better than, long, better than the long johns. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've, as time goes on, I'm now feeling like those are the weakest look. The uh, the long boys. You should yeah. come out in a singlet next time, like, <laughs> Andre, Andre the Giant style. Because oh, that is equivalent to like uh, Danielson's different finishers, is different CM Punk's different ring yeah. styles, yeah. ring gear. Um, and anyway, right. he came out in his new outfit to have the damnedest professional wrestling match oh. I've ever seen in my life. 
I great. I don't think I could have loved every second of this any more than I than I did. I mean, this is on two weeks build and one match. This might be my favorite feud of the year. Um, it's yeah, between the promo, the match, and the little parking lot segment they had it's probably been about 25 minutes of screen time yeah and it's the feud of the year <laughs> like well well done lads well done maximizing your minutes um so they the story and again this is one of those nice little things you do you do get in AEW. you can kind of see the story that you know the commentary lines are always very important the the you know sometimes you you wonder what a result's going to be and then in hindsight you're like, oh well of course they did a thing that was right in front of your face they kept putting over there oh, like Eddie doesn't care about winning and he said that himself in one of the video packages he just wants to hurt CM Punk I just hates his guts so much and that was effectively the story of the match mm. um, oh my god I, I was losing it straight away when he hit him with the back fist before the bell I was like <laughs> yes even when he came when he came out and he looked like he'd been in tears like Eddie Eddie Kingston yeah. he like he'd been crying backstage he's just so pent up it was oh tremendous yeah and Punk Love doing it. like no no antics on the ramp, just coming straight down to the ring. Oh yes, good stuff. The only thing I would say. Oh. Nah, shut up. Cut him off. Cut his mic. <laughs> cut his collar off. I loved, I, loved, I, loved, I loved it. I loved it. It was too short though. Yes, looking at these Ooh. match times, I'm like, what the fuck? How, did, how does the next match go for seven minutes longer? I I thought the ending was a bit abrupt. I was like, that's it? That's how we're getting? I have but, to feel like, and this may be wishful thinking, there has to be more. I mean, there can't just be one 11-minute yeah. match. T- take take the five minutes that I, from that uh, super kick match and put it on here. Yeah. You could have got five more minutes. Come on. But also, like, oh, I kind of liked that it was 11 minutes. It was so yeah. just like, like we, we were talking about how limited this feud has been and yet how excellent it is. Like, that's, that's great. It's the classic... Unlike most of these other matches, which even if they're great, you kind of leave an AEW pay-per-view and you go, seven out of those eight matches were probably five minutes too long, even if they were great. This one was like, this is a, this is a tune in to Dynamite, can't wait to see what's next um, uh, 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 thing. Um, yeah, just Eddie beating the shit out of Punk and they're giving each other the finger and biting and slapping and spitting and just oh. twisting each other's ears. Twisting ears and... Nipples. Uh, not able well, to pin after the first GTS, which I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's cool. Ooh. And uh, no, uh, no respect after the match. No respect after no. the match. No handshake. So maybe that's going to come, or maybe it never will. Who knows? Great stuff, though. Uh, then we had Inner Circle against America Top Team. It was absolute shit. Then we had. Uh, you're not gonna. Yeah, I thought you know you're not gonna stick it in a bit more to the Minneapolis street fight. It, it, I mean, it, dud. Minus five stars. Uh, it, it went on forever. It was super boring. <laughs> <laughs> Dan no, Lambert no. was Dan Lambert was there with lead pipe, and then he was then there was no lead pipe. And the, what happened to lead pipe? Why is he in the ring suddenly? Oh, it just went on forever. They were tagging in and out at oh, first, purely God, to do the yeah. spot. No good spot. So there was no, in. like, yeah, no classic spot where it's like Lambert's in trouble. You know, oh, he's going to get, he's finally going to get his hands on Lambert. It was just a uh, big turd burger. That's, uh, that's I, I thought Sammy was killing himself in the match, at least, to be fair to him. But it felt like a, it felt like a waste. It's like that whole performance could have been mm-hmm. in a better match. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, we won't waste any more breath on it. Then we had uh, Tony Schiavone come out, and I, I tweeted this. He did the, uh, I'm the Zelda guy. I know you're all excited for Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> we, don't have a, we don't have that today, but here's Jay Lethal. This was, I just thought earlier today, I was like, remember when Christian came out and everyone was like, oh, Christian, Christian, I wanted CM Punk. He's like, you wish you got Christian. You wish you got Christian for this one. <laughs> um, oh my God. I That was one of those ones like, oh, you can't, like right before the main event, big reveal. Are you serious? <laughs> God. Wah, wah. Yeah, they brought out Jay Lethal who is a 70-year-old TNA wrestler slash Ring of Who, Honor wrestler. Whose, whose peak was 15 years ago doing a Macho Man impression. Yeah, like, just so past it, like, you know, so boring. Like, And not only not only doing a one-off match with Sammy, signed. He signed. Like, they've got him. Oh, my God. Brings with him a ton of uh, uh, problematic PR baggage as well, which, is, which seems terribly up in the air. Um, uh, well, that's a, that's a, that's their fault for for bringing him in. Well, I, like, whatever I, whatever about the baggage, I, even if he was squeaky clean, like he's he's to me is a lesser signing than Bobby Fish, and Bobby Fish just showed up one day in a match. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think he occupies the same space, which is veteran hand, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Um, but but worse than all the other ones they've got. Like I much prefer Bobby Fish, and I'm I'm no Bobby Fish fan. Um, yeah. That, uh, pff, that was an outrageous dud. I didn't know how they did that. Yeah. They announced we're getting Orange Cassidy and Big Tom Ishii on Dynamite. Yeah. Um that was that was, there, that's what also made the Jay the Jay Lethal thing so mental is that they've been they've been doing some hardcore Ishii and uh, Okada teasing. Um so I feel like people really thought they were gonna get someone cool coming out. Alas, it wasn't to be. <laughs> Uh, and then Adam Page against Kenny Omega. It was it was good. It was, it was good. Bloody good. Could have done without the Young Bucks at the end. I gotta say it. hundred percent. I agree. I know it's the story. And all yeah. that. But also, I say that. I say I know it's the story. Bruno asked me what what was the significance of that. I went. Uh, <laughs> the, the, he used to be in the group, and they kicked him out, and that's basically all I got. And I guess this—I guess this is to establish that they acknowledge acknowledge him as as the man. And I yeah. guess the next couple of weeks of TV are going to be built around is Kenny still um, fit to lead the elite? I mean, they've they've already begun planting the seeds for the coal thing, so I you know yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, really good. Yeah, great. And a great moment. Uh, Again, I thought they might go even further. I mean, it was quite a long match. It was 25 minutes anyway, but I thought they might go for an even few more kickouts. You know what I mean? But they they didn't go too crazy. They they kept it restrained and just, yeah. I liked it a lot. Intense. Quite intense. Yeah. It's good shit. I liked it a lot. I, I, I maybe expected too much of it. To me, this was... Like slightly better than Omega Christian was on the previous mm. pay per view, but kind of of that tier rather than you know anything approaching like Page and Omega Young Bucks or like the best of AEW. It was it was I, maybe a slightly better moment than it was a match. The match itself was very good. Mm. But the Young Bucks coming out and looking sad uh, 
was another another moment that felt a bit a bit overthought. Maybe have him win the match and then the young bucks can come out and look sad. I don't know. Just them yeah. coming out. And then they, they both stood on one side of the ring and then one of them awkwardly had to walk around to the other side of the ring where Paige was gonna do his bookshot Lariat from and had to look sad and like, oh, no. Keep it simple. Yeah. Well at least they didn't get involved. I was worried because when they came out I was like they're, I was like, they're not actually going to cost... What if they cost Kenny? You can't have Hangman win with help. That would be so terrible. At least it wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was It was just... It was a little bit NXT for my... For my like... <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was great stuff, and, and he won, and he got a big pop, and everyone was happy, and uh, now we now we begin the next, the next phase. I like the idea of Brian being his first challenger. Yeah. Um, he's got a you know he's this is this is new new star new homegrown guy so he needs big wins early. Um, so yeah, we will see. There you go, and I have I have an update as well. Go on. Uh, Jack Evans was on like dark two weeks ago, and he came out with like he's not bald. He just had a buzz cut, and Excalibur went. Oh, as you can see, he lo- he lost that match, and now he's got short hair. And then that was it. <laughs> well, that seems like a, that's actually kind of an outrageous waste. There was no follow up. There was no other mention of it. He just has short hair now. <laughs> that's disappointing. Oh, and and Matt Hardy beat Orange Cassidy on Rampage as well in another mad decision. Yeah, that feud has been going on a hundred years. <laughs> anyway, that's your AW for the week. That's your AW for the week, and that is your Chair Shop podcast for the week, folks. Uh, we're going to be back next week with uh, another episode. We're going to be chatting about uh, the follow-up, the fallout from fo- uh, Full Gear. Um, Road to Survivor Series, I guess. I don't know. Is that next week? Who knows? Um, <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably talk about that there. Spider-Man trailer, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, maybe some more GTA thoughts and uh, you know movies, games, all those. I'm going to see Eternals tomorrow. Can't wait for that. It looks really good. I'm uh, going to wait for that to come to Disney Plus. <laughs> seems to be happening really quick. Actually, yeah, Shang Chi is already up there. So uh, I think that'll be the first one that I don't see in the cinema since maybe Ragnarok. No, that is that's that's a you should you should try and get back you should see it in the cinema for that keep that record no i'm coming to my senses okay fair enough uh i'm not i'm not actually gonna haggle with you um i don't i don't care to see it i i completely uninterested in it yeah okay we'll we'll we'll, i'll I'll fill you in next week anyway if it's an absolute banger let me know i don't think it will be but you know i'll let you know i'll let you know i haven't seen it yet i will let you know um so yeah we'll talk about all that next week as well as all your usual fun life golf telly golf music golf movie golf game golf updates uh so yeah thank you for listening everyone we will talk to you all next week goodbye from me barry it's goodbye from paul goodbye goodbye from joe goodbye